This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Bill.com. As a listener, you've probably heard Blake and I speak about Bill.com on numerous occasions. It feels like they're discussed monthly in either new news or new announcements. But I'm betting there are some things you don't know about Bill.com. Did you know customers use Bill.com platform to process over $70 billion in payments for the 2019 fiscal year? That they partner with several of the largest U.S. financial institutions like Bank of America, PNC, and Chase? More than 70 of the top 100 U.S. accounting firms use Bill.com. Bill.com not only connects to all the popular accounting software providers, they also connect to many of your favorite apps as well. To learn more about how Bill.com's AI-enabled financial software platform creates connections between businesses and helps manage cash inflows and outflows, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.promo slash bill. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.promo forward slash B-I-L-L. Right, you can't close a period without having the information in, and, and there's lots of other benefits, I suppose, to automating data entry. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. I'm David Leary. I'm Aaron Harris, uh, Sage Group CTO and one of the original founders of Sage Intact. I'm Brendan Woods. I'm the founder and CEO of AutoEntry. I'm now joined to the team in Sage. And I'm Dan Miller. I'm the vice president of product for Sage Intact. And we are here live at Intact Advantage in Las Vegas, MGM Grand, in the rotunda, uh, watching everyone go to all of these sessions. Thank you so much for having us here. It's it's awesome. It's it's amazing what a large conference this has become. This is my third year. So congratulations to, to you folks. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. Let's just jump in, right? Like, I, I think a lot of our listeners care about the tech, right? AI automation, you have talked about all this stuff. So what's kind of next for the next 12 months for Intact? So yeah, I think the tagline for the conference here is, is AI changes everything. And we see it as a journey where we need to help uh, our customers along the journey with us as we develop AI capabilities. And we sort of jointly understand how we're going to change the industry together. So we launched something uh, that we call the Intelligent GL, which essentially uses AI to, to transform an organization's accounting processes from periodic, point in time, mostly focused on the past processes, to continuous, focused on the future, strategic processes. And we're going to use AI to make that happen. And Dan Miller, what does that actually look like when it comes to the product? Like, what are you using AI to do, or what are your plans in that regard? Well, we announced several things that we're going to be doing. As Aaron was talking about, the Intelligent GL is going to allow people to capture information uh, so for continuous accounting. They're going to be able to have continuous trust in their uh, accounting system uh, because we're going to be able to, through AI, be able to provide an audible system at uh, all the time. And uh, continuous insight, which will have them have uh, predictive capabilities to look into the future about where their business is going so they can make better business decisions. The thing that really stuck out to me, there was, I think, one phrase that was uttered a few different times was uh, that we aim to eliminate the financial close. It almost got a standing ovation yesterday. So, I, you know, we've been talking about that for a couple of years. Uh, and the first time we, 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 we indicated that we have this very provocative aspirational objective to eliminate the financial close, it made people uneasy. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit of sacrilege. Yeah, that's, our, that's our job. <clears throat> the, the close has been the <laughs> thing you do your job around for literally centuries. We're not talking decades or years or centuries. But, but when you can really help people to understand how the financial close holds organizations back, right? The idea that I only have the ability to see how I performed once that close is complete and I have another opportunity to do it a month later when I go through that process again, 
you know, it, it, it really is quite antiquated. Um, and we absolutely have the technology now to give organizations continuous visibility into how they're performing. Now, we're being deliberately provocative here. I don't think we're going to eliminate the close, you know, in the next couple of years. But, you know, what if we got the close down to something like 10 or 20 minutes, right? Where, you know, I'm only within half an hour of having perfect vision into the performance of my organization as the last, uh, you know, there's some straggling transactions coming in and there's some allocations that have to be uh, continuously computed that haven't come along. It, it's, a, it's, it's a directional thing that we think drives excitement, drives creative thinking within the organization, and gets our customers to see a vision of where we want to take this. So on that theme, Brendan Woods, you've joined us here from Auto Entry, uh, and our listeners are well aware, I believe, that you know Auto Entry was recently acquired by Sage, and we saw that announcement up on the, the main stage. Uh, what are you up to now, and uh, what, what can we look forward to when it comes to auto entry and, and Sage and Sage Intact? Whatever you can share with us. Yeah, sure. So, as many of the listeners probably already know, so auto entry is all about automating data, data entry into accounting systems. And I think it, it, it's a perfect fit for working with Sage as we go forward because, um, I suppose, as to what Aaron was saying, you know, working towards continuous close and, and continuous audit even if we get, you know, if we go a step further, in order to do that, you need the data in the system, right? You can't close a period without having the information in. And, and there's lots of other benefits, I suppose, to automating data entry beyond that. Uh, things like cash flow forecasting and budgeting, if you don't know how many creditors you've yet to input into the system because bills are sitting in an in-tray on someone's desk yet to be manually inputted and so forth. So there's lots of value. Um, what we've obviously done over the years has built up an independent business, uh, integrating lots of accounting systems and serving CPAs and accounting and bookkeeping firms around the world to streamline their practices and help them grow. And and direct businesses also. But I always uh, envied the opportunity to work more closely to the GL products themselves. And I think both ourselves and Sage saw a great opportunity to do that across that suite of products that they have. Yeah, there's only so much you can do uh, as a third party, right? Now that you're part of Sage, I imagine, you know, deeper integrations are, and much more is possible in that regard. Absolutely. And, I mean, there are lots of exciting conversations starting about what's possible, you know, the art of what's possible. That said, it, it's important also to recognize that we have built up, uh, in the short time, a very significant customer base of over 3,500 accounting and bookkeeping firms around the world. And to serve them and to continue to serve them, we will also obviously support the integrations we have with other products because it is seen as a practice solution for those for, for the accounting space so that they need to think that they can use auto entry as a standard operating procedure at the front end of their processes to standardize how they get data into all of their systems, be it no matter what their client may be using. Um, but yes, to, to your point, as regards Sage, it does give us the opportunity to at least in this particular space uh, really uh, optimize the integration experience and the user experience generally of using automation of data entry with the product itself. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by TeamPay. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to automatically enforce spend policies and gain full transparency into requests for funds all the way to reconciliation? And what if you could do that while empowering your employees to buy what they need when they need it? TeamPay gives total control and real-time visibility into spending. 
TeamPay's distributed spend management platform automates the purchasing workflow and gives you proactive controls and real-time visibility over company spend. And TeamPay also empowers your employees with a user-friendly purchasing experience. When employees make a request, TeamPay automatically enforces policies, issues intelligent payments, and automatically sends the transaction data to your accounting system pre-coded. To learn more about how TeamPay modernizes how you manage spending, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.promo slash TeamPay. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.promo forward slash T-E-A-M-P-A-Y. So obviously, Autoventure is now part of the ecosystem, right? And I think in general, a lot of ERP systems are somewhat closed. So Aaron, like this is really for you with Intact along the, for the years, it's always been kind of an open ecosystem and open APIs. Can you speak to the importance of having software partners on your journey with you on this? I mean, it's absolutely critical. Um, I like to point out uh, just this, this proliferation in the modern cloud era of solutions for every conceivable business need. You know, a, a, a medium-sized business today may use a hundred or more cloud applications across you know, their business processes to drive efficiencies and, and to make as many processes as possible digital. Um, you know, the same company 15, 20 years ago might have 10. All right, so we, we, we not only can't expect to solve all customer problems, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's impractical, it's impossible, but what's, what's unique about being the, the provider of the financial system of record is that we can then become the hub uh, for, for all of that activity that's flowing through, through a company's ecosystem. So it's to our benefit to be very open, right? To make sure that we can plug into you know, any source of economic activity within the business, right? So that we can capture that down into to the financial system of record. So lots of product announcements, feature announcements uh, this year. Dan Miller, you were up on stage talking about Sage People and that fourth, is that, has that happened yet, that integration, or is that forthcoming? It's forthcoming. forthcoming. Uh, the first part of the integration will be happening shortly. Got it. Um, but we were rolling out over the, this uh, 2020 year uh, the capabilities from ex, uh, employee master synchronization, uh, compensation, time entry will all become part of what we're rolling out. The real focus there is on how we leverage uh, and unify uh, the system um, uh, information to be able to uh, provide better information for customers where they have insight into how the combination of what's going on for their staff from a financial perspective can be blended together with what they know about them from an HR management perspective to make better decisions. Yeah, that makes so much sense, right? Because so many businesses these days, it's human capital driven. And many accounting systems don't even account for that. No, they don't. Yeah. Um, uh, they, you know, many many accounting systems don't have the ability to bring in additional information. We've been built open from the very beginning with the idea of our statistical accounts and multi-book accounting to be able to bring information in that's not just your know, your pure, pure accounting, but be able to look at that additional information in ways that help you be able to have metrics that. Um, give you insight into how your delay in hiring uh, in a particular location is affecting your future ability to uh, achieve revenue objectives. So one thing that stuck with me yesterday in your keynotes um, was this distance from the source of truth, right? And almost this attack on Microsoft Excel, right? So do we see a future where maybe people won't need Microsoft Excel anymore? I don't believe that will happen in our lifetimes. (laughs) (laughs) I've sort of come to peace 
with uh, the reality that, that uh, no matter what we do, people will always love Excel. And it really, you know, spreadsheets are really, you know, it's elegant. And, and CFOs feel comfortable there. Um, what, what we have to do with, with Sage and Sage Intact is, is really make sure that we're encouraging uh, our customers to put things into accounting and finance that need a little bit more control where, where flexibility that you get in a spreadsheet uh, isn't necessarily rewarded. <laughs> um, and we're also helping them when they want to use spreadsheets to be even more productive than they have been in the past. Um, so, yeah, I, I've come to peace. It, it took me a long time. You know, I used to get on stage and rant and rave about why are you still using spreadsheets? It's horrible. There's all kinds of things that can go wrong. Um, I think Dan got the biggest laugh of the I was going to bring that up. The, the big screen of, uh, of hashtag ref and uh, div divided by zero errors. Everyone loved that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to continue to remind people of what can go wrong. And horribly wrong in some cases. But, yeah, I've turned into a realist as I've well, I gained that, experience. I think that Aaron got it. What Aaron just said is really right on. I think that Excel has is great for low-volume activities or activities where it is something that is managed by an individual. Uh, when you start getting into complex processes you're trying to do at volume, the risk of that breaking is too high to have that be built in a solution that anything you might touch in it could potentially break the the outcome um, and give you incorrect information in, in that process. And so uh, it's really re it's totally reasonable for a company to start their budgeting in Excel when they're really small, but when they get big enough where they're starting to collaborate and uh, across the departments with the, the finance team, and they want direct input because the input uh, is, needs to come from the experts, uh, that is no longer a scalable thing to do in Excel. Well, and to be fair, uh, you know, that, that demo or preview of the visual, was it the Visual Explorer? Yes. That you gave was pretty darn, in, you know, hopefully people will stop doing their basic pivot tables and charts. Yeah, so Excel, we, we were, were building the Visual Explorer to solve really looking for new ideas, you know, new uh, insights about how they run their business. Um, the fact that you can take a data set, be able to quickly choose a visualization, and then refine and refine and refine helps people think about what's the real question I'm trying to answer. Because a lot of times when we, we think we want there's something we want to know, if we explore a little bit, you and you dig underneath the covers, you learn something that's there that you couldn't have otherwise known. If you had to do that by running report after report after report, that's missing. That kind of insight really only comes through the exploration and making the exploration easy is what that's about. Building it into the system of records so it's on your transactional system uh, makes it available um, and easily accessible to all of the individuals that have access to the intact data, not just the one person in FPNA. And if we want people to move from Excel and spreadsheets, you know, into this controlled system of record, we've got to make it easy. You know, it, uh, spreadsheets are the original citizen developer platform. You know, people love it because it gives them flexibility. You, know, you don't have to be a developer. You can really, you know, do some very creative work, and you know, you become comfortable there. So, if we hope for them to do some of these activities. 
that we really would prefer them to do within our environment, we've got to create that same experience where they feel like a citizen developer who's very comfortable with the tools, it's very easy to use, and they see the value of doing it there as opposed to going outside the system where you know they don't have the same data trust, you know, they don't have the same uh, security uh, that, that you would otherwise have, and you, know, you run the risk of corrupting things and causing problems. Aaron, how would people get a hold of you if they want to uh, track you down, ask you a question on the <laughs> socials? Uh, well, so um, I'm, I'm here at the conference wandering the floors, um, by all means. Uh, you know, if you see me grab me, uh, that's a pretty common occurrence here. I, I think that look in Aaron's <laughs> eyes is like uh, the idea of getting a thousand feature requests, right? The, the million podcast listeners we have. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got handlers now that yeah. try to protect me, but you can find me on LinkedIn. All right. And Brendan, how about you? Brendan Woods. Um, well, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. You can find me at uh, brendan.woods at autoentry.com. Um, and most likely very soon, brendan.woods at sage.com. And Dan Miller. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's pretty <laughs> obvious. All right. Sounds great. Thank you all. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.